Movie! I couldn't decide if we're doing the show live or not. That's fine. I don't care. This is our first go around. We're just fucking around. It's easy. Yeah. There's no theme song. And well, uh, actually, you should put John Carpenter's music from the movie over the intro. Ever, I'm sure everyone who does a John Carpenter podcast does something like that. So you know what? Do 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 do. Liw John Carpenter review on Phoenix West. Do 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 do. It sounds like a Metallica song in Mouth of Madness. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Who are you? What? Who are you? I introduced myself. Who are you? Oh, yeah, Dick Dickett here. Hi. Watching John Carpenter films now for a living. Yeah, I don't know where I was just kind of like, I want to do a John Carpenter podcast. And then we're just like, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's just do one. See how this goes. It gave me an excuse to watch the movie that I bought like three months ago. Every five years, I'll put this movie on. I love this movie. And I like I it. I think it's great. I like it more every time I watch it. Yeah. I would say that's uh, true, because I was rewatching it yesterday. I was just like, "Wow, I forgot how good this movie is." It's just a lot of fun, and it's just it's it's like it's perfect Carpenter. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies where every time I think about it, though, I'm like, "Eh." Yeah, you just dismiss it, and then I watch it. And I'm like, <clears throat> just it's 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 a. I think I'm thinking of Stephen King's The Dark Half with Timothy Hutton. Mm. I think I cr- I don't confuse the two movies, but I think I get that vibe from that movie, and I don't know because this one I have nothing against. I enjoy it all the way through. Yeah, it's uh, let's 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 break the movie down a little bit because this is ninety five. This is a this is a big yeah. year for for Carpenter because he also did uh, Village of the Damned, right? Let's not discuss that. Oh, well, we're going to. <laughs> I don't know if I can watch that one. It's it's got the Christopher Reeve effect on it. Yeah, because just you know, it's kind of sad. It makes you, it makes you sad, but also Mark Hamill's in it, so it makes you even sadder. Mark Hamill's also in Body Bags. Yeah, yeah. He worked with Mark Hamill a few times, huh? I think that was it. Was it? Did he do a voice on something? <laughs> Probably. Because that at least John, at least John Carpenter was what? How old was he when he made this movie? Ninety-five, roughly. Seventy. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at the pictures from Body Bags earlier, and I go, he looks just like the Crib Keeper. Yeah, that was makeup, but now he looks like that in real life. <laughs> no. That's what happens when you smoke five packs of cigarettes a day. It's crazy. That, that's the thing. After watching this movie, I wanted to have a cigarette. <laughs> I didn't, but man, I miss those days. I was thinking about, because Sam Neill, any chance he gets in this movie, just sparks up a cigarette. And, and I was yeah. like... As John Carpenter, because all his characters smoke. Like, I think even James Woods and Vampire smokes. Like, everyone smokes. He smokes a cigar, I remember that. Yeah. In Vampires. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the man loves smoking. Yeah. He, he's a, It's one of his favorite things, clearly. Oh, yeah. And now he loves music, but he loves... Because <laughs> he could smoke while he plays. He, he loves smoking and doing synth scores. <laughs> That's all he does now. <laughs> and killing his children. He can't make movies anymore, but he can smoke the shit out of that cigarette and synth the shit out of that music. Part of that, kind of like when I did Tales from the Crypt, uh, the review show, which has turned into a LIW anthology series review, I'm kind of curious because I don't know a whole lot about John Carpenter's personal life. So I'm kind of curious, slowly will open his casket while he's alive. I think he was married to all of his producers. I feel like that was the case. 
because Sandy King, who produces this movie, is his wife. I don't know if it's his current wife. I think it's his current wife. So he's been married for her for at least since 1994. So they must be together for a while now. Well, let's look it up. I, I guess you could look it up. We have the computer power to look this thing up. Yeah, 1990 to present. There you go. And then Adrian Barbeau before that. That's right, years. yes. I forgot about that. That is true, yes. He got to play with him big-ass titties <laughs> for a long time. I'm guessing Sandy King is no relation. No. I don't think that's probably not even her real name. I think that's probably a, a producer name. Hmm. Yeah. So she produced... Did she produce uh, in Memoirs of an Invisible Man then? Oh, God, I hope not. Because <laughs> that. that's, that's how he knew Sam Neill. Was Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Sam Neill's in that movie too, you know. She did They Live, Body Bags, Mouth of Madness, Village of the Damned, Vampires, Ghost of Mars, and Ooh. the Vampire sequel, Vampires Los, Los oh, Muertos. Oh, no. That movie's fucking terrible. I've seen that one. With with John Bon Jovi? Yes. Ooh. Yes. That's bad. No wonder his daughter killed herself. Wow. Oh, we went there. We go there on this show. Wow, do we? Extreme. Extreme. Turn the Artie Lang. Artie Lang unfriended death. Get my hand a blender. Yeah. We can do that here. Yeah. We should we should reenact the move. The yeah, unfriended. We'll we'll do that in a podcast where we have no idea what to do anymore. <laughs> Can we please and do that? It'll get a million hits. <laughs> I just need to figure out how to get my face in a blender and all the blood. I never saw that movie, so I don't know how that scene goes. I think he does, I his, he does his hand, not his face. Well, he has his hand, but then like all of a sudden he's like choking, and like he does that, and and it glitches, and like he gets thrown back or something. Yeah, it's a it's a creepy something creepy voodoo ghost. Yeah, something stupid. The second one's actually not that bad. We're gonna get back to uh, the movie in a moment, but the second one. Yeah, is that's what I heard. Dark web. Cause yeah, because the first one has like a haunting. It's like a girl. Second one is just the dark web, and like these people control it. Yeah, like the, and I found that one way more interesting. Hmm. It's more of a conspiratorial movie, like. Uh... A bunch of guys are watching you. It's like that game. There's a video game like that where you play. I think it's called Dark Web. You play the video game, and the trick is you have to figure out a way to get out of it before they find you. And they're like, they, they come at the window at the door, and if you see them coming, you can hide, but they'll find you. They'll kill you eventually. It's supposed to be some kind of game. I can't remember what it's called. Alien. That alien game they made. Maybe. Sounds like it. It's anyway, probably the same idea. In the Mouth of Madness. Mouth of Madness. Uh, we talked about Sandy King, which ironically is is the producer of this movie. And this this writer, Sutter Kane, in, in this in this movie is clearly supposed to be based off like the hype of a Stephen King, but like the H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft writing style. Mm-hmm. But he has like the fan base of a Stephen King, so it's kind of a combination of the two guys. Because when they we see I don't like H.P. Lovecraft in any way, in any fashion. I, I can't stand it. I don't He's like boring. him. I don't like Clive Barker. I don't like the body horror. I just don't. I'm not interested in it. I don't find it. Uh, Clive Barker's not really body horror, though. That's just because of Hellraiser. Yeah. He gets that. That's his shtick, but it's not. He, he's not really a big body horror guy. His books aren't like that. He just deals more in the whole sexual yeah. side of like, oh, evil is seductive and sexual, and that's why you would want to be involved in it. And it makes more sense on that note. But yeah, he, he's not really a body horror guy per se. I mean, uh, he's done it, but 
He's not. I say Cronenberg more is more body horror. Yeah, Cronenberg does an interesting kind of way though. Yeah, but he doesn't have. I don't know. Except for you know certain parts of Fly, they're not. It's not all goopy and. Yeah, wolf. Like when she hugs him at the end, <clears throat> Sutter Kane. She hugs him, and he has like the like little yeah, the little thing puppet on the back of his head. Yeah, <laughs> the obvious puppet. Yeah, that part didn't bother me. But when I say bother, I mean I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind watching it. But sometimes no, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, oh, God, like this is boring. It didn't take you out of the movie and say, oh, that's an obvious puppet. <laughs> you could tell it's an obvious puppet, but yeah, it's a puppet. But but so it wasn't fun. Go- it works. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> uh, she hugged it, and she's like <laughs> finger in its mouth. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the only Carpenter movie like that, though. I can't think of another one that's like this. The that thing. has like those kind of monsters. <laughs> the thing. Oh, yeah, that's an alien. That's different. Yeah, well, it's not far. That's off. an alien. Yeah, it's an alien. These are otherworldly, so, dimensional monsters that are like millions of years old, kind of a thing. So aliens. <laughs> it's a, oh, it's just... <laughs> no, no, no. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a big fucking difference. Yeah, that's Sorry. that's the H.P. Lovecraft stuff where it's it's yeah. you know multidimensional beings yeah. coming in and and they're they were here before Earth humans were and then yeah. humans worshipped them for a time and then they went away and they come back it's that kind of thing. What is it? The Chitula Chitulu Cthulhu Jack? Cthulhu. Yeah, I'm not into this shit, so I don't know. Yeah, but uh, oh, there, there's so much more than that. Though it's so ridiculous. His books are boring. They're like H.P. Lovecraft isn't very interesting. He's just he's very dry, and, and like people love him because he's just oh he created horror that you know like he created the mental horror and like all oh, the body horror stuff. Like yeah, so what? Who cares? Like yeah, I really so like, did Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I mean, come uh, on. I was gonna say I'd rather stick with the Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, he's like started the the Tales from the Crypt type shit. Yeah, with like the gothic what? horror. Well, I think he invented the detective story, is Edgar Allan Poe. Was uh, Doyle not before him? I don't know when I Doyle... think he's after. I think he? technically he did a short story about a detective before anyone else did. Huh. So I don't. I think Edgar Allan Poe created the detective story. I, I, I can't remember. I, I don't know if I'm right on that. I'm not 100%, but I think I'm, I'm 50-50 on that one. And uh, much like all writers of his time, died in an alleyway choking on his own vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yes. And then they named a football team after one of his books. Just like Bozcags. <laughs> yeah. Mama Cass, was, Ham Mama, Sandwich. <laughs> Mama Cass, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, they all died on their own puke. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's been a while since I've seen this. Uh, not that too long between these two viewings. And the last time I watched it, I, th- I don't know if I've ever seen Prince of Darkness. I think I watched both of them back to back, and maybe I'm thinking of Prince of Darkness as the one I don't like. I don't know. I can tell you a thing about it, but this time I was like, "Why do Why do I not like?" I, I was a little mad at myself. I'm like, "This movie's great. It's it's fun. Yeah. Why do I act like I don't like it to myself? It's bizarre. <laughs> it's your self hate. <laughs> maybe you have pro- you have issues with your self hatred. Yeah, Sam Neill is great in this. Uh, yeah. He he basically gets sent out to on uh, what is it Nobs End Hobbs End Hobbs End, End yeah and he gets he gets sent out there to f- track down this mysterious writer who went missing after he wrote his latest book he gets sent out there by Charlton Heston and with some bitch well the, the idea is he's supposed to find either Kane or the manuscript yeah because the manuscript hasn't been delivered and they're trying to say people are going crazy because they want the book and they're rioting because the book's not out yet. And 
it's becoming this big cult thing and and people are going crazy. It's like the Harry Potter series. It really is. It's kind of like they say Stephen King, but this is way more Harry Potter-esque to me because that height, when that book was fucking huge, there was people like in line, dressed up, buying those books at midnight. That was way more popular than any Stephen King book. Yeah, it's it, but it's, it's Harry uh, Potter. Yeah, Stephen King never had that fan base where people go crazy because it doesn't really exist except for Harry Potter and people bitching about like uh, him not releasing the news, Fire and Ice or some bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and even that crowd is so small it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and and they're too lazy to go out and actually start <laughs> fires and shit. That's a hefty crowd. They're, 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 you're too busy going through the Winchells. <laughs> oh, yeah. hell, I want to go burn that bookstore down. But, oh, fuck, I need a crawler. <laughs> oh, hell with it. I'll get my crawler first. Let's start a big fat fire. Ah. <laughs> Just throw grease at it. Well, if they ha- if they start the fire next to like the marshmallow factory or something, we can uh, have s'mores <laughs> or something. I don't know. Oh, shit. There's the- <laughs> you hit two birds with one stone. There is a great shot in the beginning of this movie where... Because it starts off with uh, Sam Neill's character is, he's like an investigator for an insurance company, and he finds out this guy's lying about it, and he's a horn all over town and, and lying about it, and he catches him. So he gets approached by Sutter Kane's people, his publishing company. And I love the scene where they're at the coffee shop, and you just see that guy walk over the fence with an axe, and he stands there at the window, and everyone else outside is just like, the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. <laughs> My only problem with it, though, is he pulls the axe back, and they do the cutaway, and you see yeah. Sam Neill, ah! and I'm like, that would have been so cool in one shot. If well, I just... think it's probably hard to do, because that axe is not going to crack that glass in one take. I get it, but they could have... It has to blow up. You said that, that practice, you know, they blow up the glass before the axe hits it, and they could have done it something probably different. didn't look right, yeah. yeah. It could have, I don't know, I'm sure they did it in one shot, maybe, and they're like, eh... Yeah, it probably didn't look good. But it would have been, if this is my fantasy wish list for the scene, I would have loved to see it just crack and stay on that shot. Because it would have been way more effective. Because it is creepy when he's just sitting there looking at him. Because you're like, who the fuck yeah. is this? Because at this point, we haven't seen anything. Except for yeah. the opening with Sam Neill and then the Saint Asylum. But you're, we're just kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? Ends up being... Well, yeah, it opens with Sam Neill going to the Saint Asylum. Yeah. That's the big part of the movie yeah. that we didn't mention. That's all right. I mean, we're going to get there. Because <laughs> he's telling the story to, to David Warner. Yeah, because David Warner is interviewing him because uh, uh, they're finding out that the world's going to shit, and Sam Neill knows something. They want to ask him how, what does he know, and he just explains to him basically the story of Sutter Kane and how the world's going to end, and this is how the world's coming to an end. We got two guys that are in a lot of bad movies with John Glover and <laughs> yes. David Warner. I'm just like, are they good actors? Oh, I think so. David Warner's good. He's, he's the a, same guy in every movie, but he's yeah. good. And then well, John Glover in uh, the Batman. Which one is he in? Batman Again, Forever, Batman, right? Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, yeah. He, might be, he the... might be in Batman Forever, too. Yeah, actually, no. He's in both. Is he? Isn't he the... Is, oh, no, that was um, that was not... Uh, that was the blonde guy um, in Batman Forever, who was Edward Nygma's boss. That was the other guy. That was... Um, shit, what's his name? He was from Transylvania 65000. Ed Begley Jr. Oh yeah, that's no, that's he, what I'm confused. He's a uh, he, John Glover's the one that works for uh, or as Poison Ivy. Yes, and she yeah. kills him with computers or something. Yeah, he, no, she kisses him and then he dies. Oh, I thought she threw him on the computers. Maybe that's before she kisses him. 
Uh, yeah, no, no, I think it's after. He's got a big kissed... fucking wig on in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great film. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a great actor. Rest in peace, Shel Schumacher. <laughs> Why do we keep calling the Schumacher? <laughs> I don't know because he always gets this mentioned. Is Carpenter. Um, yeah, yeah. He's in the insane asylum in the beginning. We forgot to mention that. Who cares? Um, he gets sent off. He, go, he goes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm ignoring my own forgetting to mention it. <laughs> But he gets sent off by Charlton Heston to go track down the manuscript or impossibly find him if he's still alive. And that's all he cares about. And he sends the girl with him. And that's our setup. And then they drive there. No. And I didn't realize how quickly the craziness starts because he's driving, everything's fine. He falls asleep and she takes over driving. And she immediately sees Christian Haydenson. Yeah. Hayden Christensen, wherever the (laughs) fuck his name goes. Please, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and he's he's riding his bike and drives drives by. Looks like a young kid, and then and all of a sudden they see him again, like two seconds later, and he's got like an old man mask on. But it's, you're supposed to believe it's real. Yeah. <laughs> and then she hits Hi. him. No, yeah, she hits him, runs him over. She hits him, and he says, "I can't get out. Help me! I can't get out. He won't let me out." <laughs> yeah, he was talking about George Lucas. <laughs> That's the the weird part. I don't, he won't let me leave. I can't work. I can't act in anything else because I can't act. That's he's my least favorite actor. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I think he's everybody's least favorite actor. There's there's a collective of people, and Adam's a part of it. Uh, the, the guy that we work with, Adam, on the other shows. Oh, uh, he's not so much part, but the people he's in that little community with are a f- well, because prequel people. They love the prequels and hate the new yeah, ones and. No. I understand not liking the new ones, but I will never accept loving the prequels as a valid argument no, yeah. or opinion. That, that's uh, you're, you're wrong. No, yeah, no. I think the Disney ones are way better than the prequels. Yeah, they're I not, really do. The Disney ones aren't no. good. Like they're watchable. They're stupid. They're they're good acting. The acting's pitch perfect in those movies. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no prequels. No, are terrible. Attack of the Clones is like is the biggest. A heart-wrenching thing I've ever had experience in a theater in my life. Yeah. I The only movie for Star Wars I haven't seen in the theater, up until the newest one, uh, was uh, Episode 3. I was like, okay, I get it. No, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Episode 3 is not that good either. So I, I, no. people love that movie too. People that say that's their favorite movie, I'm like, really? It's not that good. It's 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 the really... best one of the new, of the prequels. Uh, yeah, I guess. By default, and, get, and now this asshole George Lucas is saying, "Oh, I had a whole idea for seven, eight, and nine. You motherfucker, you lying son of a bitch! You said on sixty minutes there was no episode seven, oh. and now you're saying, oh, I had this big plan for episode seven, eight, nine with Darth Maul being the leader of the of the underworld. I mean, just shut up! Enough of this! And they believe this shit. Give me a break. We saw That's your I ideas. Hate, I hate Star Wars fans. I hate them so much. I don't love Star Wars that much, though. So. I hate Star Wars so much. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I like Star Wars. Like, dude, I got some Star Wars stuff, but I'm not super. super I new. fucking hate Star Wars. <laughs> I supported it most of its life, for Christ's sake. Yeah. No, but Hayden Christensen. See what happens when Hayden Christensen shows up in a John Carpenter movie? You talk about the prequel. Yeah, this is what happens. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know where she fucking hits him. And they get out of the car, and then this is where we start to get the little bit of the shifting or, like, the kind of makes you see things that aren't really there. Because, of, you know, when he changes faces on the bike and he gets old, that 
is a possibility in that in this world but this is something where she looks down she sees him hears a noise looks up looks back he's gone and he rides by on the bike it's like motherfucker hit me <laughs> then they arrive in town uh and sam neil conveniently wakes up now yes and they lights up a cigarette yeah they go inside the hotel and it's uh happy gilmore's grandma she's, that's right she's, yeah she's running the place <laughs> <laughs> she's got her husband handcuffed to her ankle naked yeah well they they set that up great because she's yeah. like it's it's that girl who from the, his book and he goes well she doesn't look like a husband killer she's a sweet old lady yeah <laughs> i like the little sprinkles yeah you know what and i did the painting the yeah. painting on the wall where it's like it's weird it's it moves for her, but not for him. And then he sees it later as it's all fucked. The girl mutated. There, yeah, her eyes are all. There's good stuff. Yeah, rewatching it, it's like I, I find like the because when I saw this originally, I think I was like when it, when it came out, I was like what twelve. So I watched it on video. I think when it came out, and I remember being disappointed because oh, that's all. This is boring. There's no horror. There's no scary stuff. It's just kind of boring. But it's all subliminal. And that's the point, you know. Yeah. Like I didn't understand that being twelve years old what Carpenter was trying to do there. Yeah. I think, uh, when you're a kid, you're not really looking for subtext. You're, you're not, yeah. you're not looking deeper than this is what's happening. Like I, yeah. the images themselves. I wasn't thinking about, oh, okay. Let me say the one thing that does bother me kind of, and you let me know what you think is before he even goes off. This is right after he has a conversation with, uh, Charlton Heston. Mm -hmm. He goes and he sees the cop in the alleyway. And then right away he goes back into, and has that dream and sees the cop like a monster. And I was like, this is too quick. I think I don't think he should have anything weird or anything any premonitions until he got to the, the mm -hmm. town. Yeah, because that's I when he gets written that. into the story. Yeah, that could have been a, a studio note that could have said like it's not scary enough. It needs more yeah. scary stuff because that's like the only jump scare in the movie is that part. Because he wakes up, and he has the double dream, the double wake, yeah. and like he wakes, oh, and then he looks at the cops right there, oh, and it wakes up again. Or he's just like, like honey, I'm sorry, go back to sleep. I had a nightmare. Yeah, well, that's okay. Because <laughs> this is who he's fucking that night. <laughs> that would have been a better scene. Yeah, you had a nightmare, honey. Are you okay? And Sandy King beating it. <laughs> oh God. That pretty young thing you're with? No, I don't know her. And she's got uh, the bags on her eyes. She's, like, she's deforming right there in front of his eyes. She's like a melted candle because of all the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you think he has to, either one of them has to have like a, a constant tarp around them? So that Oh, absolutely. He's like, you're going to, she's like, you're going to smoke in that tarp. I'm not being around that all day. Like our house looks ancient and it's 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Or is she in the bag and just. Well, I think in the plastic said, bubble. He, he has to smoke outside now. That's the rule. So he just moves his bed out to the porch. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He lives. At, well, that's where his synth studio is. Is outside. Or he rigged it can't up, be inside. It's the only house in the world with an exhaust. <laughs> like he has a pipe going from the bed to the. <laughs> it just smoke. It looks like the chimneys of Auschwitz. <laughs> Constant. Just a looks. Like oh, a that's John Carpenter's house over there. Yeah, he's fucking. He's working in his studio again. Must, Must be doing a Halloween soundtrack. He's writing another vampire movie. Oh shit! If only. No, they've done like three or four of those fucking things. <laughs> no, well, well, yeah, Mission to Mars is technically, or what um, was it? Mission to Mars is that what it is? Or 
No, I'm saying the vampire sequels. They've done like three or four vampires. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, those are fucking terrible. Mission to Mars is one of my least favorite movies of all time. Mission to Mars is the, is the Brian De Palma no, movie. No, not Mission to Mars. Um, Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, Ghosts of Mars is fucking terrible. Ice That's Cu- John. Yeah. Ice uh, Cube on Mars in Natasha Hens. Who's in that? Natasha Hentress. Okay, that's what I thought. No. I saw it once when it came out, and I go, oh, no, I, I absolutely hate this. <laughs> I think everybody does. Yeah. Well, I like John Carpenter you know, my whole life, so I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. It looks awful. Yeah, I think he, at that point he was just pretty much done. He came I, back. I don't know. He, yeah. His last, it's been it's 10 bad. years for him. So he hasn't done. He did The Ward in 2010, and that was it. And the, and the Ward wasn't anything special. No, it was all. Right. It was fine. It was like, yeah, that's a John Carpenter movie. Amber Heard's yeah. life now is more exciting than <laughs> her. Amber Heard's life right the, now is more in the mouth of madness. Yeah, she's about had it. Yeah, that's gotta hurt your feelings when Twitter, a million people on Twitter, says, "Don't be an uh, Aquaman 2. Like they want to fire her, and it's like, uh, "You're not the boss of Warner Brothers." Yeah. Well, they might listen. You know. Oh, they, they, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, she's going to be cut down incredibly. They're going to replace like she, her with Christopher Plummer. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'd be first in line if they did that. He's, he's got the big fake titties. Oh, my God. That would be genius. I hope James Wan has the balls to do that. That would he be should, incredible. He should, put out, he should tweet out an image of just Amber Heard's character in her little dress thing and her little skin-tight suit with Christopher Plummer's head on it. Oh my god, and that'd be genius. God, that'd be hilarious. Uh, I'll do it, sure. <laughs> what What are you doing for a, a week in, in October, Chris? <laughs> Nothing, I'll do it. It'll take that long to put you in all of Amber Heard's scenes. I feel like they're going to do uh, Kevin Spacey's movies. They're going to release it with Kevin Spacey overseas, and then here, every movie going forward is going to be Christopher Plummer. They just replace him. <laughs> he he did all those movies. He, you know, even the old movies are going to be Christopher yeah. Plummer. <laughs> he goes it's, back. Yes, yeah, seven. That's all he does now. <laughs> you guys, Christopher Plummer is John Doe. I envied you. My son is envy. You're going to remember. They're going to study me for years. John yeah. Doe has the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, California. John Doe got the upper hand. Got the box. Call the bomb squad. We got a box. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Mouth of Madness. Yes. Really? Well, they, well, they get to the town. Yeah, we. there's a big They're part we can just fast forward because everything starts going crazy. And Yeah. I, instead of going beat by beat here, let's kind of talk about overall because really the next yeah. 40, 50 minutes is shit going crazy. And, and yeah. Sam Neill doing his best to dismiss it all as a hoax because he thinks Charleston Heston and the lady are in on it and then it was like an elaborate... Yeah hoax so he would go back and tell people it's real and sell a couple million more books as he puts it right um at one point she when did she say that oh when they when they go to the they look out the window and they're like oh the church should be there but it's not she's like that's because it's from the south or something that that. that's yeah i was gonna say that's one of my favorite parts of the movie yeah was sam neill trying to explain well this is all bullshit yeah you said this window you don't see it well you read it wrong it's this window (laughs) it's like this Bit. kind of intimidating building yeah in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah and then like, where do they find that place where's it supposed to be like new hampshire it's new hampshire so close to maine very very close well, they, to maine yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. 
But then they go yeah. there, they walk there, and then uh, uh, Vigo, their Carpathian, comes out. Yes, that's right. We didn't mention that. <laughs> he shows up and he's like, has his gun and all his trucks, and they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And he's like, Johnny, Johnny boy. I'm like, no, from, no, no, no. From New Hampshire. Johnny huh? boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Johnny boy. He came and. Get near an accent, a human accent. No, it I was, don't know what fucking country he's from. He's from the country of New Hampshire. It was clearly a New yeah. Hampshire in accent. <laughs> clearly, everybody in New Hampshire he's, talks like he's that. He's a New Hampshireite. <laughs> a five-year-old did this. My five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. New Hampshireonian. Oh I don't know what God. they're called. But he, he, and the, the doors are closing on the kid, and all of a sudden it opens back up, and we get we get to meet Sutter Kane for the first time. Yeah. Georgian Prouch now. Yeah. Who, like Christopher Plummer, will do anything. Yeah. He will do any movie for money. He'll be on the show. He could do it. <laughs> and he, I mean, shit, I haven't seen him in a long time. He's kind of, maybe he's semi-retired, maybe. I haven't seen him in a movie in a while. He was in House of the Dead. He was in, he's in a, that's a, he's been working. Embarrassing. Is he still working? He, I don't see not, him not in the States. Oh. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Is he in a bunch of Steven uh, Seagal movies? Hitman, age of 47. Was he in that? That was the last thing in America. Wow. Oh, The Guardian Angel. What's this? This looks exciting. Oh, that sounds Chinese. No, it looks like a bunch of people I don't reckon. It also looks foreign because everyone's last name has that little thing through the O. Well, I'll do it. All right. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of good movies. Oh, no. He's a good actor. English Patient, Dune, Das Boot. Um, he was in Moon, Dune. Oh, Dune. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he's yeah, he's Leo Trades. He gets he's the Duke and he gets killed right away. I don't remember that movie that much. It's it's boring. I don't need to watch it again. No, no I, one does. I remember. I just can't deal with another. If I watch it again, I have to deal with another like three months of sweaty shirtless sting, and I can't do that again. I went down that road several times, not doing it again. Yeah, it's like he's allergic to shirts. <laughs> he is yes it's 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 a real medical condition this is when she kind of get they go back to the hotel and he's like this is all publicity stunt she goes it's real and he's like no you're just trying to get buy more sell more copies and she's like no no this was a publicity stunt thing at first yeah. not, but this is real and he's kind of like whatever and then i have a i have an image here because they they separate for the first time in the movie at this point and let me find the image. I'll screen share here in a second. Where we see his notebook, what he's writing down. And it's like, Hobbs and Extreme... Oh, they even mentioned Lovecraft. Oh, okay. Is that what that says? No, Extremely Elaborate. That's what it says. Oh, okay. And then it says, Gatorade, although... What? I don't know what that says. Charade. He's making a list. He's Gatorade. <laughs> Expensive. Notes. People. Paid off. FX, you know, like the paintings. Yeah, Rigged, he that. Yeah. Hard glow style. And he's like, got this list, like this conspiracy list. Now, is Sam Neill trying to do an American accent in this movie, or is it his Australian accent? Well, he's not Australian. He's New Zealand. Yeah, whatever. He's a Kiwi. Yeah, sure. I was looking up, because I always was curious why his voice sounds like that. It's because he was born in Ireland, and then like when he was like seven or eight, oh. he moved to New Zealand. There you go. So that's why he kind of—he's kind of like a um, uh, James Bond uh, from the '90s. What can't they get? What the fuck is wrong with my brain? Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he kind of—he's kind of like that kind of actor. Mm. Where they kind of 
they they did well, not amazing. <clears throat> Other than James Bond, like he didn't do amazing anything. But he he, he consistently works in stuff I like. Yeah. That's I'd say Sam Neill's a little bit better than Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, though I think Pierce Brosnan has more money. It definitely, definitely. Yeah, because that James Bond and Remington Steel, that, that made him some money right there. Oh, definitely. And Sam Neill, I mean, he's he's never been on a show. And he, the only like big blockbuster he has is, what, Jurassic Park? And that's probably, oh, and Jurassic Park 3, let's not forget. And he's coming back for the new one. Uh and he made thirty million dollars off Event Horizon. What? That's a, that's a absolute lie. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another underrated movie that I yeah. like, though. That's a fun. I movie. like Event Horizon. Yeah, I, that's a no. movie I hated the first time, and then after that, I realized what it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a that's a weird that's a weird movie. That that's the only Paul Tobias Anderson movie I like. Yeah, yeah. Because he sucks in everything else that he does. And Mia Jovovich sucks in everything she does, too. The only movie she's good in is when she acts like a robot because she's an alien. <laughs> she is an Multi-pass. alien. Multi-pass. <laughs> That's it. Ugh. That's all she has. Oh, Dazed and Confused. She's great in that. Yeah, because she's a stoner. Yeah, she wasn't acting. She's, yeah. Ugh. I saw a thing yesterday, and then we'll get back to the movie. Um, where Matthew McConaughey, and they're talking about him running for Texas governor or something like that. And I'm like, do people not realize ah! he's like a stoner? And that's what he is? Hey, that's okay. That's uh, Everything's going to be legal under me, man. You can do the bongo drums all night naked. It's cool. It's you all, smoke all the weed you want. It's all gravy, man. Hey, man. You'd be cooler if you voted for me. I'm just going to drive my Lincoln Continental. Is he going to talk about jerking off, though, as governor? <laughs> How how many times do you jerk off a day, son? Yeah. Oh, about two times. Oh, that was rookie numbers. We gotta get those numbers up. Get those numbers up, man. Ten times at least. Yeah. So, all right. George Brouch now. He makes a list. He starts to. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's kind of just wandering the town at this point. She runs yes. in while he's doing this. She runs into a group of kids, and they're like uh, garbage pail kids. Their faces are all fucked yeah. up, and they're just like they're like mommy, mommy. Yeah, another good scene. Another yeah. really creepy. Like not that when I was younger, I was like, "Yeah, it's okay, dismissed." I just dismissed it, and now I'm like, "Ooh, that's real creepy. That's just, ugh, it's Mummy's Day." Yeah, you know what today is? It's Mummy's yeah. Day. I did. I don't ugh. know what order he did this in. Do you think he did had these idea for the creepy kids because he did Village of the Damned already, or did he do this before that? I don't know. Uh I would say Village of the Damned was first, maybe. Yeah. So, but I love the fact if you look at the screenshot I have, it's the last screenshot. I only took two. I love the little girl has a ton of makeup on. This kid has a yeah. little bit in his eye. He yeah. has a little bit. These kids have nothing. Because <laughs> it's a fucking low-budget movie. Yeah, they're in the background. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and John Carpenter is smart enough to know we're not going to see him, so don't waste time. Yeah. Just waste time on the two kids that I'm going to be close on, and I'll go extreme close on this bitch. Yeah, this girl's And we're going to dub her voice anyway because she in, in the behind-the-scenes feature, she does the line, sounds nothing like the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a completely different voice. She goes, Johnny boy. <laughs> she goes, hello, mommy, mommy boy. Mommy's day. I it's am Vigo. It's mommy's day. Look your face. I oh, wrote me like this. I can't stay up. And then yeah, uh, he kills himself. This movie's missing Peter McNichols. We we needed him to yeah. to work for him. Work that would for be Vigo. interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, I, this is, I love this scene where he, he goes back to the hotel and he looks behind him and uh, Vigo's sitting there and he's like, my son, my, my five-year-old did this to me. He's got like a yeah, whole, yeah. it's like someone bit a ch- chunk of his cheek out. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't think I picked up on it as much the first couple times I watched it, how much mm. they're influenced by what he's writing. Like literally he's writing them. Yeah, but he he pulls the gun out and Sam Neill just does his best attempt to save him when he goes, "No, don't do that." Yeah, well he, <laughs> well, he just goes, "No, he wrote me like this." Yeah, I love that line. He just blows his head off, and the but, blood's uh, really, immediately pouring off. Not not a lot of gore in this movie. Like really, it's not. I don't even know why it's rated R. Like, I think they say, "Fuck," maybe twice. It's rated if R if at all. It's rated R. Wow. But it's it's not an art. It's not at all. Oh, I mean, yeah. the, the gore level is low. The violence is low. This is before they would say, "Oh, rated R for images of horror and for language." I guess. Well, he does call the woman an old bitch. So, where are you, old bitch? And she's chopping up the husband with an axe downstairs yeah. in the attic in the basement. So Vigo's gone. Um, Vigo's dead. We see. <clears throat> they go back to the hotel and then he sees the old lady and they have like a creepy conversation and she's like, I'll tell my husband that. And her eyes are all red and he's like, this place is a lot. It must be hard to keep up. And he starts to look below the desk and she's yeah. hides yeah. in. And then <laughs> Hush. the creepy, the creepiest shot in the movie. Cause you just see the girl in the background go like across the, yeah, across yeah, the doorway. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, bitch. And he runs out. And then we see the the camera pans down, and we see she the tentacles. Happy Happy Gilmore's mom or Happy Gilmore's oh, grandma yeah, yeah. has her husband, who's naked, old man, <laughs> chained to her ankle. And she's uh, like, I, I laughed out loud when I saw that. It was yeah. hilarious. She does turn into like a tentacle monster. Yes, she does. Yeah, and the the main girl, uh, she meets up with Sutter Kane at one point. It was before this, before the scene I just mentioned. He, she turns into a tentacle monster when she hugs him and he has that thing on the back. Yeah. So he's just kind of taking these people over. And I, 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 get, I do get a little confused with a couple things. Because at the, really, this, the rest of the movie is just goopy monsters. And then he tries to leave in a car, keeps running back into the same people, the mob. And he again, you think he's going to drive through them, but they just kind of part out of the way. And he swears because he doesn't want to hit his, his love interest. But... My, I would call her that, honestly. I think he, they're eventually, but not yet. Yeah. But I, I get confused why they leave him alive so he could go spread the book. Yes. But I don't know why they need him for that. Well, again, because Sutter Kane wrote it that way. They even said that. Sutter Kane goes, I wrote you here to do this for me. So yeah. you're going to do it. It's just done. You've already done it. I've and, written it. It's done. And he can't not do it. So. Yeah. I just because he he tries to destroy the manuscript like three times. Yeah, he burns it twice, and he and, and, but then he gets back to Charlton Heston. He gets back to the real world, and they said, and Charlton Heston goes, "Well, you gave it to me seven months ago." He goes, "What? what? Seven months ago? The movie's coming out next month." <laughs> yeah. So and that's when everything goes to hell. But why even? Is I mean I like it ambiguous. I'm not complaining. I'm just sure. I'm just trying to understand. It's a movie. Yeah, it, it's it's he chose not to do not to release the book. So I don't like it when movies. When I don't, that's the reason I don't like home invasion movies where the character has no real 
consequence. Like they can't mm. change the outcome of the movie. And you're just like, oh, they're fucked. Like when they like the ring. I don't like the ring because it's like you're fucked. No matter what, you're fucked. Well, that's the grudge. Even yeah, worse, the grudge. They go in a house. That's their crime. And you're just like, it's gonna kill you yeah. no matter what. She lives with the first one, dies immediately in the second one. And you're like, well, did you have you seen the new grudge movies? Oh, I sure did. Oh my god! Everybody, atta- anybody who calls the house gets killed. This is the most fucking active spirit I've ever seen in horror ever. Not only does this it kill you now, it makes Japanese gook bitch. It makes Cal Penn kill his pregnant wife. Yeah, like, and, and I'm like, what the f-? like? They're changing all the rules, and not in a oh, good yeah, way. it makes no sense. And yeah. the TV show on on uh, Netflix is way worse. And that show is nonsense. I could not follow what the fuck is happening. Yeah, I watched the short films on the new Grudge movie. They, they remade it. I think I got it for like 99 cents at a thrift store, so I watched it and threw it, threw it away. And uh, they have like everybody who calls the the person, whoever was in that house, they call them on the phone, and they go, okay, well, I got to go. Something's happening over here. They hang up, and then off screen, or off like, uh, the short, they did a short version of that scene. It's the girl. She's on the phone talking to the person in Japan, and all of a sudden, the Japanese ghost is right next to her on the bus in America. And she eats her. Like, she takes her and kills her. It's, like, huh? Yeah. Huh? That just defies logic on so many... Even, even your fake phony ghost logic. Yeah. It just it doesn't make any sense. And they ca- in the, the new movie, The New Grudge, they cast a woman as a cop. And I couldn't believe her as a cop for the fucking life of me. So every time they show her, I, I, go, I just out loud would go, she's totally a cop. Look at her being a cop right there. Because she's a woman and you don't like women. Yeah, it's like Jennifer Lawrence. It just looks like she's doing dress up. Like, I never yeah, believe much. her in whatever role she's in. Yeah, it's a, uh, what's her name? Um, Mystique. Yeah. She was like a 12 year old in dress up. She looks bored. Like, like a kid would be kind of into it sometimes and sometimes yeah. just doesn't want to be there. Well, her career's over, so we don't have to worry about her anymore. Yeah. That's all right. She's a mother. Hunger Games was a long time ago. And she's dead on the X-Men now? Yep. Nobody cared about that movie. Nope. Okay. Uh, the book gets released. The movie's coming out. Um, this is when we cut back to the open, the cold opening, which is where we see David Warner talking to Sam Neill, and he's got the crosses all over now. He has them all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I like being in here now. It's, it's, it's safe. I'm fine. And this is the part I really like. This is where I want to see the next movie. Because he starts to walk out because the cell door opens and he walks out. And then you hear like the radio or the TV or something on. And it's like talking about all the fires everywhere. And everyone's gone fucking crazy. Like the world has ended over this over these books. And that's really where it ends. And I'm like, oh, I want to. This is what I want to see. I want to see the, the chaos. Well, I guess. Um... <clears throat> Uh, on the behind the scenes stuff because I have the Shout Factory DVD so they had like behind the scenes stuff that was cut out of the movie I guess originally the girl comes back she sits behind him in the theater and like she leans forward and you see her head come over his shoulder and all of a sudden his popcorn has a tentacle pop up and he gets turned into a monster or whatever or whatever you know but that's the end of the movie but again it's like eh do I like Samuel laughing crazily until he goes insane, or do yeah. I do I want to see a monster like jump scare at the end? I kind of like the laughing. Me too. More. It's way more effective because he yeah. literally sits down and watches the movie in the mouth yeah. of madness with you. And he's like, yeah. ah, I remember that. ah, 
And this is not reality. This is not reality. I, the only thing I wish they had was a shot from the back of the theater where he's sitting there yeah. looking at, staring at a white screen. Yeah, it's nothing's playing. Yeah, it's just on his head. Yeah, yeah. that would have been that been neat. That'd have been neat. Again, minor but, complaints I have of how mm-hmm. I wish the scenes would have gone, but overall satisfied with how it did go. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, overall, this is a great movie. Like like I said. I, when I first saw it, I didn't really get it. I was like, okay, it's not, I guess it's scary. It's it's not really scary. It's just the idea is scary. It's just, I think it's that's what I like about horror is that it doesn't have to be scary. It just has to kind of bother you. It's the, like that yeah. idea of madness and the world going nuts, going shit crazy, and you had no you have no control over it. That's what it's I love. A scary idea. One of my favorite movies, and the only one that ever bothered me is the idea of it follows. Just imagine yes, something yeah. following you and you never know who it is. No. And that that's that sucks. Like that would suck. Your life and would the only, <laughs> the only way to get rid of it is to fuck. I would it's go fuck fuck everything. I would go fuck a porn star and just you'd be fine for a while. <laughs> yeah, you'd be Honestly. fine for about sixty days. Well, if they're gonna keep fucking and they're gonna fuck other people, they're gonna fuck other people. You got this great little network there. And they just now oh, well here's the thing. What if you fuck the following? Aha! That's how you stop it. You fuck the following to death. Is it just a ghost that really wants to come, but it can't? Maybe. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. That's what it all stems from. And I it's love the a, idea that when it kills the person you fucked, it just, it's like, ha! It yeah. starts following you. Yeah. It just goes right back for you. I love that. Yeah. It? And it, gets the, it picks the, the guys of whatever's going to kill you if you can see it. Yeah. Because I think it was her father at the end of the movie, the following, or it follows, where it was her dad. Her dad. Because he's dead. No, I think it was her. Yeah, it was her dad, right? No, it's we never find out anything about it. No, because uh, she says don't, because she can't see it, but other people can see it. Remember, if it's after you, you can't see it, but other people can see it. Yeah. And it was her dad at one point. I think that was the scare. That was like what was supposed to be scary about it. No. Because the sister sees it and she said, oh my God, it's, you don't want to know who it is. I'm not going to tell you. I think that was her father. I think that's the, that was the point of that. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about because the end Rewatch is, the movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. She fucks her friend and then they walk and there's a girl following him on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's I think and, the end of the movie. Yeah. And her friend is just like, they're, they're going to accept death. They're going to die together. That's really how that yeah. ends. And that weird old girl reading a clamshell <laughs> yeah. nook, which is the weirdest thing in that movie. I'm still waiting for it, it. It could have been 1984, that movie, but they ruin <laughs> it with that nook, that stupid nook seashell thing. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. That's my one, that's why one, my one problem with It Follows is that stupid reader. It's stupid, but the first time it bothered me after that, I was like, it kind of just takes me out of the movie. The only thing that bothers me is when they, they decide to throw it in the pool and electrocute it. And I'm like, why do you think that's going to work? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like, think it's weird that she looks like Brittany Murphy, that girl. Yeah, she does. Very Brittany Murphy-esque. Brittany Murphy and Kat Denning. Yes, but with smaller breasts. Yeah, just, you know, those two combined. Normal. Yeah, she's got normal boobs. <laughs> Good for her, I guess. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but back to back to uh, in the in the mouth of madness. I always like to think of it like Samuel's character. He's at, he's Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park. He retired to become an insurance fraud salesman, and then or salesman, an insurance fraud investigator, 
and then he goes crazy in the post-apocalyptic world. He became a vampire from Daybreakers. I have not so seen that's Daybreakers. Be, that's the trilogy. That's the Samuel trilogy people should pay attention to. What what yeah. is day? I'm gonna look it up. I don't know Daybreakers. It's a vampire movie with Ethan Hawke. Oh, that one. And, and William Defoe. Yeah. And it's basically I if did, vampires ruled the world. Yeah. From the Spirit Brothers. And they haven't done shit since. I don't think. Yeah, I, I did see that movie. I forgot. I thought it was yeah. okay. Most people did forget they saw that movie. Yeah. That's a good, that good movie, reaction. That movie's on the bottom of every 99 cents bin in Walmart, you'll find. Well, there's a bunch of those vampire movies that came out, like, because that title sounds close to the Skinwalkers movie. Yeah. And then you got Daywalker no. from Blade. He's the Daywalker. Yeah. Daywalker. The Blade 2 is probably my favorite Blade movie. No. You like the first Blade a bit more? Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's good. I, I like both, but I think Blade 2 is a little bit better for me because I just, I don't know, it's something, it's Guillermo del Toro, so I think I have a softer spot for him than Norrington. Yeah. But then again, I hate fucking In the Shape of Water. I didn't even bother watching it. Ugh. Pisses you off. I won't, I'm not going like, to see it probably, but. Like that, that's what they gave him the Oscar for was that movie. Yeah. It's like, really? That's what, uh. You know, paint by numbers. You know, it's not a good movie. Phony love story. The Crow, Wicked Prayer with Edward Norton and Tara Reid, and and Tito Ortiz in a starring role. (laughs) UFC fighter Tito Ortiz, the Huntington Beach bad boy, is in the movie. I was because I showed the girlfriend uh, the Crow for the first time. She liked it, and that's a good movie. I turn it on, and there's the sequels are on, and I go, "She's like, there's sequels." I'm like. Yeah, there's there's two, which is a remake of the first one, pretty much, just set in L.A. Three's different. It's got Fred Ward. It's got, um, uh, what's his name? Fuck. I cannot think of names right now. We're, we're podcasting too early for me, apparently. Um, oh, uh, from the third one? Was it uh, Eric Morpheus or whatever? Or um, Yeah, but I'm ta- um, the bald guy, the, the guy bald f- actor from uh, Justified and uh, Hateful Eight. Why the fuck can I think of who that is? And now he's on the unicorn. Oh my, oh my god! Not Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins is in that movie. That's the first movie is I he knew him Crow? from. Yeah, Crow Three. Oh, oh wow! Crow Salvation. Really? And that Holy one shit. is bad. It's it looks like a TV show. And I was I was telling I'm like this looks like a TV. Oh my god! They made a Crow TV show. I forgot. <laughs> and I was like Crow Stairway to Heaven. Ugh. It's there's a lot of that shit. And luckily they didn't do a In the Mouth of Madness. A show after this and not right yeah but they are doing and we are going to cover them eventually is they they're kind of slowly going through the carpenter library and just remaking Remakes, them because yeah. i was because I, I have a list here and some of them i one of them i wasn't aware of because i had my remake list and I, I have uh movies he directed obviously and then i have like a separate list which is like remakes movies he just wrote movies he edited things like that um, but they remade Halloween, obviously. They remade Assault on Precinct 13, The Fog, The Thing, and apparently Lockout is a remake of, um... Escape from New York, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It, it's all, like, yeah, you know what? I think he sued them over that, too. 
Oh, really? Because I think he he basically won too. Because good, it's basically Escape from New York with Guy Pierce. That's a that's a bad movie. I haven't seen it. I saw that in the theater. I think I walked out because I was just like, I can't take wow. this. It was Maggie not because like he's playing the Kurt Russell Snake Plissken character, but like way over the top, like five thousand times over the top. So it's like everything he says is a quip. And everything he wow. says is like, I'm super cool and you're not. I'm like, oh, God, this is, this is awful. Well, part of the charm of, uh, a big part of the charm of Escape from New York is the fact that your main character does not want to be in the movie. That's what yes. I love about that movie is he doesn't, he doesn't want to be there. He feels inconvenienced by everything he has to do in the movie. <laughs> he even takes time out to sit down in the movie. Yeah, it's why. Like, yeah. You never see that in a movie. <laughs> he pulls actually, a chair out of an alleyway yeah. and just sits there and watches a woman get raped. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's all he does. Like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, it's uh the man can shoot a hole in a wall though. Yeah, <laughs> a little, little thin wall. Uh, I'll say this about Carpenter though he's he doesn't waste any time. No, his movies are pretty short and yeah. to the point. And he, he doesn't, doesn't have the Christopher Nolan th- three hour cut. Yeah, it's like, none oh. of that, none of that ever. No. He's uh, I'm looking forward to some of these because I haven't seen uh, a number of these. I thought it was just a couple, but I was I went through the list and making posters for them, and I'm like, I haven't mm. seen Dark Star, Elvis, yeah. Prince of Darkness. I don't think I've seen. He's got two movies for uh the Masters of Horror collection. One called Pro Life, the other one called Cigarette Burns. Uh, uh Cigarette Burns is better. Um, someone's watching me. I haven't seen. I haven't seen They Live. For somehow I haven't yeah, seen that's, that. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Starman. Really? And Starman's cute. I've seen Body Bags, but not since it came out. I re- I rewatched it not too long ago. Yeah. Only the first segment, because the second segment is like it is a comedy. And you're like, Ugh, yeah, he, only, he did two out of three. Toby Hooper did the other one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Toby Hooper. I'm iffy on. Toby Hooper sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. He did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's like, uh, so? People, and to people, Rob Zombie. People love Salem's Lot. And I'm like, there's a couple creepy shots in that movie. The rest of it is just boring and stupid. It's like four hours long. It's like a TV movie, wasn't it? Uh, was his, it a TV his, miniseries? His, no, his is the movie. Um, Rob Lowe. I know did, Rob Lowe, Rob did, Lowe did, did the miniseries. Yeah. Uh, on TNT. I forgot about that one. I think Rigger Howard's in that one, too. Rugger Howard is also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I watched that <laughs> yesterday for the first time in 15, 17 years. Oh, my there. God. I love that movie. It's actually not a bad movie. When Paul Rubens dies, it's fucking no. hilarious. Paul Rubens. Uh, like, that's ah, when Paul oh, Rubens, uh, Paul Rubens uh, is trying to make his comeback. Yeah. And then he, he had that. And Other then, than coming was, on the person's back in front of him in the theater. <laughs> that's a really old reference. And then five years later, he was in Mystery Men. Yeah. Trying to be trying to restart his career again, and then he's in Blow. He's great in Blow. He's great in Blow. Yeah, he's him and Ray Liotta are, are amazing in that movie, and Johnny Depp is there as well. The movie itself is okay. I like the movie, but Ray Liotta, yeah, and and uh, Paul Rubens are the best part. Yeah, they they kill it. Uh, Ray Liotta, yeah. his transformation with the makeup—they kept it subtle. They didn't go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unlike this movie that we watched today where yeah. it's just an old man mask suddenly on the character <laughs> and some, some makeup on some children. Yes. And then the full on uh, Cthulhu monsters that they yeah. made. 
Those are fun. That you barely see, which is good because you barely see them. Yeah. And that's the point because like if you if you saw them, you know they're just fake. Yeah. But they, they keep it tight enough and it works. This is why I, I think a big part of why I think I hate this movie is because I think because I don't like that kind of goopy monster and in, in tentacles mm. and stuff. I just find it boring. But yeah. they keep it so low key and it's really quick shots and it's minimal and it's very it's like really back end loaded where it's just yeah. at the very end and then you're the fuck out of there with Sam Neill and then you're doing something else. Yeah. And you kind of forget about it. Yeah. It's not a main focus of the movie. It's uh they keep it more about him writing this town and he says the town makes him write it and then it, he write like it's this weird cyclical thing where and you don't ever find out much about it. I like movies that yeah. don't tell you a whole lot, which is why it follows. You just don't know anything about it. Right. Yeah. Fuck to stay alive. That's all you know. And this is, we don't know why this town is making him do this, why he's doing it, why he gets out of it. We, we don't know anything. And that, I like that. That's why Sam Neill has like no answers when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he's none, he's no more wiser than he began. Yeah. He just went insane. Yeah. <laughs> but he, well, but that's he, the problem with new movies now is that they want to explain everything. Yeah. Because they think the audience is so fucking dumb, they can't handle. Well, we don't know his background, so we can't. We need a scene, or like in Halloween, we need ninety minutes to explain the origin uh, and background of Michael Myers. Yeah. It's like, no, thank you. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to see Sherry Moon Zombie act ever again. I don't know who I'm gonna get. Probably Adam to talk about the Halloween remake. Oh yeah, have him do. I don't want to watch that again. You want to watch it again, or you don't want? I don't want to. Watch I don't want to either, but. Here we are doing Back the show. Back to Rob Zombie. I don't want to watch any of them again, honestly. No. That's a fucking franchise that's been relaunched like five times. Yeah. And they just won't let it fucking die. You know what's a good movie that doesn't explain a goddamn thing the whole way through? Um, and we'll get out of here shortly. Is Cube. Oh, yeah. Remember the movie Cube? Simple, yeah. cheap little movie. They don't ever find out why. Because it's these shifting cubes and each room's a different death trap, pretty much. It's Saw before Saw. Only way more interesting. And you don't ever yeah. find out what the fuck happened or why they're in there, who made this. Yeah. And then they used to do this, where the first one doesn't tell you anything for sci-fi. The second one, or third one, is all backstory, and they have to explain everything. Because it's Cube 2 or Cube 0, which is really Cube 3. They go yeah. a whole backstory thing, and it ruins right. it. Right. Now, okay. now they have to do that in, this mo- in the movie. That's why they add an extra half an hour to 45 yeah. minutes for each movie. Yeah. It's, just, it's different. <laughs> They all got. They all have to have the origin story. They have to. You have to understand where this is coming. I don't want to know. I don't care, because you're just going to have a reiteration of it ten years down the road anyway. Uh, that's why I'm glad the new Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man f- franchise just went. Uncle Ben's already dead. Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. That sack of shit's dead. Aunt May is a <laughs> middle-aged hottie who likes to show her tits in movies. Damn right. And the wrestler. Yeah. Holy shit. The wrestler. Oh God. Unbelievable. If it wasn't for the fact that Mickey Rourke's there, it'd be... <laughs> it'd be a uh, great movie. Yeah. But this movie doesn't tell you anything, and I like that. Nope. I like this movie a lot. This is a, a good one to start on, I think. And Yeah. I'm kind of curious... It makes you appreciate Carpenter a lot more. Are we just going to choose the next movie randomly throughout the week? I guess. Well, we should just do watch They Live, because you haven't seen it. I haven't seen a lot of these, but... So I would say you would just do They Live next. Uh, sure. I mean, it's a, it's like my, my movies that I have a list of, like, watch these. That's at the top. Yeah. And I yeah. just haven't watched it, and I just don't. I don't know why. I have no reason. I know I'm going to like it. I know that. 
So I don't know. I don't know why I won't watch it. But... Oh, well, it's funny as Carpenter, the way like like modern era, the world has really adopted every John Carpenter movie. Yeah. And somehow aped it. Like everything, like Mortal Kombat, Apes, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, 100% in every aspect. And then uh, Obey is from They Live. You're going to see They Live has inspired the last five years of counterculture. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. So it's like John Carpenter, as an artist, is really kind of had his finger on the pulse of just everything for 25, 30, 40 years now. I like that. So it's kind of incredible. Because, you know, comparing careers, because um, this is the first episode, this is our first chance to really talk about John Carpenter, no. is comparing careers of his, 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 the people that came up with him is Wes Craven or Toby Hooper. No. He blows them out of the fucking water so hard. Yeah. I don't like Wes Craven movies. I just don't. I don't think anybody really does. I, even the first Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't really care for. I think it's okay. It's fine. Scream, I love. I love Scream. Yeah, but he didn't write that. that no, was I'm just Kevin directing. Williams. I'm just saying movies yeah. he made. Because his first dozen movies are dog shit. Last House yeah. on the Left is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was about the Vietnam War. It's, it's, it's a... I hate those kind of movies. I, I It was a dissertation on the Vietnam War. And then when he got older, he kind of did like John Carpenter. We started getting shitty, and he should have retired because he did like yeah. Cursed and uh, Red Eye. And... Did you ever see My Soul to Take? That's one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. I did. That, I mean, that was dog shit, embarrassing. He wanted, I'm glad he's dead. He wanted to remake Scream, and he's like, I can't just remake it because I, I got a franchise over there. So let's have a weird supernatural thing. Oh. I'm like, I can't even remember how that story. I remember it was basically it makes Scream. No, it's Scream. It makes no sense though. It, like you, you try to figure it out, you're just like, "What? That doesn't. What? No. <laughs> oh God! Like you, your eyes bleed like in the mouth of madness. You like you try to read that script, you'll be blood streaks on your eyes, and then Samuel will kill you with an axe because you liked it. Yeah. You like the book? Love oh, it. We didn't mention that the guy he kills a guy with an axe. That's why he goes to the insane asylum. Yeah. 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 And also. The eye makeup throughout yeah. the movie is is on fire. Like that shit looks awesome. Like the they blood reuse is... those those fucking contact lenses over and over and over. Again. Yeah, but it, in this movie, it, but it, it works. works. Yeah, it's great. And I was looking it up because after he tells in that when he's on the bus and he's sleeping and he he uh, yeah. he comes to him, Cedric Kane comes to him and says, "I ever tell you blue is my favorite color." color. Yeah. After that, everyone has blue eyes. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I found I just saw it on IMDb trivia. I didn't notice that. Oh, but, I didn't notice that at all either. Yeah. Did Michael Mann is Michael Mann God <laughs> because he loves blue so much too? Man, that man loves blue. Jesus Christ. That's another director I could do uh, a podcast on. Yeah. And well I'm yeah, amazed. No one does one on him. I'm gonna try to not bring up a certain director who's a very similar name to this. <laughs> exactly. And yes. I yes. haven't said his name yet. I'm. I, I might say his name if I say a different last name instead of John Carpenter. Just go ahead and ignore it. You know what I mean. Not even gonna say his Jingle name. Jingleheimer Schmidt. Not even gonna say his name. If you listen no. to the other shows, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. If not, yes, you'll figure yes. it out. I would like to do a show on him, but I think you'd be the only one doing it. Though. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. no one else would would know what to say. They'd be all nervous, like, he's going to yell at me if I say something negative. Take me off the show. <laughs> I love Ronan. Oh, I loved oh. you on Wall Street. <laughs> no, no, definitely Michael Mann, though. Um, 
You ever saw? You ever see Thief? The with James Caan? No, no. I think it's his first movie. I haven't seen Thief or The Keep. uh, The Keep, I've seen pieces, but Thief is pretty good. I like Thief. Thief was actually really good. Or Black Hat. Black Hat. I'm not going to watch that. It's Black Hat. Hat. But when you say it, it sounds like Black Cat. cat. It's my cat, but it's my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Shut up. Okay. You're it's right. not even improving. It's garbage. No, it's it's saying words that end up on yeah. screen, and that's literally what the goal was of the Ghostbusters 2016. Okay, any last words? Anything else you noticed in uh, this movie? Oh, oh, I do have one. Sorry, I asked mm. you, and then I came off because um, it just popped up. This is the third in John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, so we're doing it yes. in reverse order, apparently. Yeah. Because what does Which it go? Which is fine. It goes Escape from New York. The Thing. Oh, The Thing. Sorry. No, it's The Thing, Prince of Darkness, Darkness and this one. And everybody fucking has talked about The Thing. There's billions of hours on the internet about yeah. The Thing. Yeah. Not a lot on in the Mouth of Madness. And I don't think not a lot in Prince of Darkness either. No. Prince Red of Letter- Darkness is niche. It's real niche. No. It's like, it's good, but it's, it's not as good as this. I think this is better. But... Prince of Darkness has no budget. Like that movie is literally twenty five dollars, and Alice Cooper did his shots for free. That's kind of what I love about John Carpenter, is he made movies with no money, yeah. kind of like a uh, Corman. Yeah. Only you know Corman does the schlock, and John Carpenter yeah. is a little classier. But they had the same kind of work ethic, where it's like I'm gonna make this work no matter what. Like yeah. I, whatever it takes, it's gonna work. This movie's gonna get made. It's gonna be good, you know, for for my crowd. Corman was a lot cheaper. Like he had a far less money, but he's made a killing off that. And now we have companies like Asylum and shit doing that. And there's uh, all the dog this, shit. Dog shit. But they're Carpenter, not even, they're not even. Yeah, they're not even. They're not even barely movies. They're barely anything. There's garbage. Yeah. When I watch a Carpenter movie, I, I'm at the end of it. I go, all right. Except for the later yeah. ones, which obviously, but the early ones, even if I don't like it, um, I'm still, I'm not mad I watched it. I had fun. Yeah. I'm not, and that's a hard thing to do for a you know, fucking career. Just a lifetime of that. I don't like The Fog, but when I watch it, I'm not mad. Yeah, The Fog, yeah, The Fog's is weaker movies. Christine, another one that I'm like, yeah. There's Christine's some, all right. There's some fun stuff in there. The fog, I find almost nothing to enjoy. Just boring. Yeah, fog's boring. Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting. And even Halloween, like I don't. People rave at Halloween. I, Halloween's all right. Like I don't know. I don't think I'm not a big lover of Halloween. Even John Carpenter's version, it's fine. It is what it is. I, I love it, but I, I, I'm fine with. It. I don't love it or hate. It. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's there. I it's, don't know. It's more relevant as far as the restraint he showed because people yeah. who emulated that movie, Halloween in the early eighties could not maintain that, that pacing or that kind of mystique behind the character. It was like, all they did was focus on the kills and it's right. like, he, he doesn't, he kills like three, four people in the first Halloween. Maybe yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. And most of it's just him standing there Like he'll just watch the characters for a while. And I find that yeah. creepier than him killing dozens of people. Oh, sure. Yeah. The methodical part, nature of he him. comes out, he comes out of the hedge, the hedge yeah. bush. Looks at her and goes back into the hedge bush. You know what I didn't remember is that he drives by. Yeah. I'm like, that motherfucker doesn't know how to drive. That's what we talked about on the when we did Adam's show with the yeah. Halloween 4 and 5. We, Who taught Michael how to drive? Yeah. Nobody knows. I was watching that the other day. And I was like, yeah, was why is he driving? <laughs> oh, man. But Donald Pleasance is so good in those movies, though, because he just... 
you can see the frustration in him just growing as he's like, I'm 70 years old, and this is what I'm reduced to, is yeah. this fucking character in his fucking movie. I like in number two, where he they, they're they in a room together, him and Michael, and the room is on fucking fire, and the yeah, door's yeah. closed, and she gets out, Laurie leaves. Yes. And then, so Loomis and Michael Myers are dead. That's what we know. Yes. And yes. then yes. they make three, and it's like an offshoot movie. It's like just way over here. And then four, they go back to, to the OG Michael Myers shit, and then he's yeah. got a little scar here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it, in his hand. It's like he got hit with a lighter. Yeah. Like, little bird. Ah, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. I was only surrounded by 5,000 degrees. He, they turned whatever. the gas on in that yeah. room, and then they light they it on fucking up. fire. It blows up. <laughs> it blows Watch the hospital up. Exactly. Yeah. He is dead. There yeah. is no coming back. No. Even You're... Michael Myers. He is on fire. Are you David Patrick out, Kelly? And he falls. <laughs> And he's dead. Yeah. But no, they had to bring him back. David Patrick Kelly from The Crow. There ain't no coming back. There ain't no coming back. Uh, What's going Alex Proyas? <laughs> I love Alex Proyas. I, I, I am Roger Ebert with Alex Proyas. Because Roger Ebert, every Alex Proyas movie is in his top ten list of the year. Every time. Even, even knowing, knowing, wow! Even knowing is on his top ten list of the what year. What about Gods of Egypt? He was dead by then. <laughs> good, good. I think he was dead by that point. <laughs> good. So he, Roger Ebert didn't have to see the fall of Alex Proyas. Well, Alex Proyas, I only like two of his movies, but both of those two movies are like two of my favorite movies: oh, Dark City and, um, and The Crow. The Crow, yeah, no, yeah, I'd say, oh, yeah, love him. I, I like knowing. I think knowing's all right. Yeah, it's got Nick Cage. I don't mind knowing. That was your cage thought. Did you, you have that somewhere? No, yeah, I haven't done buried. it. Buried. Hasn't been released yet. No, I haven't done that one. That's going right. to be in your, Let's your get archive out of here. collection. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's we'll go. Scare people off with the length of the show. Um, we'll be back next time for apparently They Live. Yes. And it'll be released randomly. This podcast is going to get up eventually. I don't know when I'm going to release it. There's, there's no plan here. There's, there's no, no plan whatsoever. I, I plan shit out so much that this time I just want to be like, just do whatever. Yeah. I, I'll probably bank them for a while and then release them. I don't know. Maybe you'll get lucky and John Carpenter will die and you can release all of them and get a million hits. Oh, shit. Fuck, if only. Well, um, I think he would die if he stopped smoking. So <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. Even Corona's like, oh, fuck, not, not going near that <laughs> fuck guy. Fuck this, yeah. I don't want to get emphysema. <laughs> come after me. Go ahead. Come on. Come on, COVID. Bring a bitch. Oh, I, I want to end on this note, though. I was watching the, the some of the commentary on the disc for Mouth of Madness, and Sandy King, his wife, and John Cumber talking, and Charles Heston's name popped up in the credits. He goes, I really liked working with Chuck Houston. He was great. And Sandy King goes, he didn't like me. No, he didn't like you. <laughs> She's a woman. She talks. She's a woman. Yeah, exactly. Get that bitch out of here. Okay, Chuck. Don't worry. We'll I'll, keep her I'll the get back. the producer out of the room. What? Get that bitch out of here. Get her a gun. She can come back in. <laughs> She's got to hold a gun. You damn dirty home. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If only he was like that. All right. So, uh, liwstudios.com. Go there. Um, you can check out other shows as well. LIW, the TZ Twilight Zone review. I'm not doing the Twitter feeds. LIW Anthology Series review and a bunch of other shit on the website. But Twitter, yeah. LIW, the TZ review, LIW Anthology Pod, LIW Studios. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. 
So until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick in the mouth of madness! We live. They live. We all live. We. They. They don't live well. We live in constant fear and hibernation. That's true.